on today's episode of Too Legit, number 37. Yeah, we're back. There was a little bit of hiatus. There was a lot of uh, hoo- blue haha. There was a lot of hoopla. And uh, I apologize because I've been lacking on the audio experience. But we're back at it again. Better than ever. The Too Legit Show is providing all that weekly goodness. And you know what? I may have to drop in some bonus episodes upcoming this week to make up for some lost time. I'm so, I'm so sorry for uh, not providing that audio. Excuse me, that audio experience. And thank you all for your patience. But if you've been on the YouTube, make sure to subscribe. You've been on the Instagram and you've been on the Twitter machine. You've been seeing a lot of good stuff. I've been involved in a lot of boxing lately, ladies and gentlemen. It's been fun going to different events. Uh, Golden Boy, PBC, y'all have been really great interviewing boxers, open workouts, the whole nine. And I've been watching a lot of good stuff on television. I've been watching that Temptation Island. That Temptation Island is something else to watch. I'm not watching sports. I got to watch some Temptation Island. The Narcos this year is pretty good on Netflix. And uh, also that tidying up lady, that Murray Kondo lady, uh, where she goes to people's houses and cl- helps them clean up. That's hilarious. Y'all need to watch the first episode of that because uh, there's this couple, this lady, this wife doesn't like to clean, doesn't like to cook, and she doesn't work. Her husband works all the damn time, and she uh, does not feel like doing anything around the house and or cleaning or putting away. So it comes... Uh, it's a very interesting watch. It becomes a reality check for most of them. That's just the first episode. So I would watch that show. But, folks, let's get back. We are talking the NCAA tournament. I had my guy Sebi. We did a little collab, Sebi Podcast, at Sebi Podcast. It's on his channel, his YouTube channel, his Instagram, all that good stuff. I gave the hottest upsets, and I gave the hottest predictions for my final four. And I will be dropping that audio in this podcast so you don't miss a beat. I got some upsets for you. I got some bets for you guys to play. So if you listen before some of the game starts. Of course, we're going to talk some MLB, some big contracts. Baseball's coming back, so I'm going to dabble on that as well. Of course, NBA. There's a lot of NBA going on. The playoffs are, what, less than a month away? Can't wait to talk about it. And, of course, NFL. Got to talk some NFL, big trades, big signings. All this stuff was going on before the uh, the NFL uh, free agency was open. All this stuff was in agreement, so we're going to review that. And, of course, we're going to end it with some boxing, big boxing pay-per-view that happened this past weekend. First big fight of the year, Errol Spence and Mikey Garcia. So, folks, strap on in, put your seatbelts on, get your iPad out, get your Apple podcast. It's going down, ladies and gentlemen, to legit episode number 38. Hit my music. Let's get it popping. talk NCAA tournament. It's a great weekend to be in Vegas. Shout out to my guy, regular Dave. He's in Vegas. He's there all week. He's laying down parlays, teasers, money lines, the whole nine, and then some. I hope he comes back full with a wall, full of cash, rather. He needs to become loaded to the gills. I hope he's buying drinks for everybody in the Las Vegas region, whether he's in Prim Valley or he is at the Wynn, Caesars Palace, Cosmopolitan. He's going to be the big baller. He looks like Suge Knight. So look for Suge Knight on the Las Vegas Strip, and you'll see my guy, regular day. But I also like to say he looks like Mighty Mouse. Uh, the the next if Mighty Mouse is a Pokemon. The UFC fighter, regular Dave, is the, is the Evolve. He's the Evolve form of Mighty Mouse. So shout out to regular Dave. He's getting it done. And I want to put in my audio from Sebi earlier this week. I went on his show, and we talked the NCAA tournament. And you got to hear my upsets, ladies and gentlemen. You got to hear who I have my Sweet 16. You got to hear who I have winning it all. So I'm going to drop that audio right on here. Boom. Yeah, but here's my upset right here. I got UCF number nine beating VCU. 
Okay. Mississippi over Liberty, Virginia Tech. Everything else is pretty chalk. Here's my big two big upsets coming out of that out of that side. I got Minnesota beating Louisville in the Patino game, Sebi. I'm telling you right now, they're going to have Patino. Somewhere, Rick Patino is going to be in that audience, and they're going to show him at least 25 times, Sebi. So I'm assuming the Sun is going to seek revenge on Louisville and get the W. Other big upset on that side, number 14, Yale, over number 3, LSU. A lot of people aren't talking about this matchup because, look, the coach isn't going to be there. The coach that led them to this great season is not going to be there. I love how he's like, hey, can I come back and coach? And they're like, nah. No, no, you can't come and coach. So he's not going to be there. I think Yale, they shoot the three really well, and uh, they play very disciplined. So I got that upset. Got Oklahoma beating Ole Miss as the 8-9. I'm picking a lot of nines this round, Sebi. Then I got Oregon beating Wisconsin. Style matchup right now. I'm taking Oregon to beat Wisconsin to move on. Also a little Pac-12 bias right there. Kansas State over UC Irvine. As much as I want to pick UC Irvine, it's a local school. Can't do it. Kansas State in in the Big 12 doing the damn thing baylor over syracuse in that matchup i don't know why syracuse is in there they uh they haven't impressed me all year to be quite honest with you and that zone is going to get tore up especially with baylor having three days to uh, prepare for it of course i have the final four all one seats duke and gonzaga and then virginia and north carolina let's start with virginia and north carolina i'm gonna have to agree with you on this one though sebi i think north carolina's pace of play i don't know if that defense is gonna hold up because north carolina has the talent as you said the coaching, the experience, and I just love their pace. They're just a fun team to watch. You score a layup, and then by the time the ball, by the time you look back, they're already running it up down the court and ready to score again on you. I think it's a great team. I'm taking North Carolina to beat Virginia. And on the other side, Duke and Gonzaga. I am riding with Zion. I think this is Zion's year. This is going to be, he's going to have a legacy. He didn't even play a full year. He's going to have such a legacy at Duke. This is going to be, and what's so funny is Gonzaga beat Duke, yeah, that's good. I was gonna say that. I was gonna say that's a little rematch there. Yeah, it is that's a, a little rematch there. Gonzaga yeah. beat Duke, but I think Coach K, master of adjustments, will make the adjustment, and Duke will beat Gonzaga. And wow, wow, wow! Duke, North Carolina, round four. Part four. Round Part four. number four in Minneapolis of all places. It's going down in the Midwest in April. Extremely cold. Uh, probably some snow. And in the end, I'm taking Duke to win it all this is duke's championship to lose barring any injuries barring any exploding shoes i think they have enough to get it done talent will win out at the end of the day and zion williamson is a game changer folks when he's in the game not only is he scoring right but he just changes the whole energy the whole tempo and man i just duke versus north carolina round four can you ask for a better national championship big money on the table my tiebreaker is 62 to 61 I think it's going to end on a game-winning buzzer beater. It's going to be out of control. It's going to be hilarious. I don't know who will be the hero of this game because I feel like North Carolina will put all their eggs in the Zion basket. Look for Cam Reddish and R.J. Barrett to try to shoot up their stock this tournament because Zion's already got number one locked up. And now it's a debate between Morant, Reddish, and Barrett. And it seems like Reddish is on the outside looking in on that one. So don't be surprised. Reddish has already hit a game winner this year against Florida State. That's what, you know, he's got that gene in him. But I'm taking Duke, man. Uh, they are the favorite in Vegas to win it at 2-1. to one, And that's who I'm rolling with, the Blue Devils. And I'm not even a big Blue Devils guy, Hasebi. Not a big Blue Devils guy whatsoever. Zion may be the most liked Blue Devil ever, in my opinion, right now. Because most right, people just right. hate Duke. But everyone loves Zion flying through the air. 6'7", 280 pounds. And that's before breakfast. It's, uh, it's what people want to see. And that's what I'm giving it to. I'm giving it Duke, North Carolina, round four. 
Duke by a point because every game has been great. North Carolina won the first two. And then Duke with Zion for the full thirty for the full forty, they got the W. So uh, yeah, it's it's funny that you mentioned that, and and uh, you know we can go all the way back to to Duke, um, even from the early nineties, Christian Leitner's of the world to Kyrie Irving's to Jason Tatum's to some of the greats, the Grant Hills of the Grant world. Hill, yep. I mean, nobody in Duke has been more polarizing than Zion Williamson. I don't think Coach K has ever coached a talent a generational talent much like that and 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 hey you know it might be right it might be his year i just was the one who had the balls to pick michigan state to beat duke and the elite I eight be, i wouldn't be surprised though say but hey you know what but, it's uh, also different you know, though it's also different because of the social media coverage if zion williamson eats a eats a, a fucking hot pocket it's on bleacher report the next minute like it's, <laughs> it's seriously like they love to cover zion anything and they'll zoom in on the shoes 25 times you know, that's going to happen. I hope Nike, somebody's got to slip Zion some money to wear either PGs or Kyrie's or LeBron's. I've noticed that he's not wearing LeBron's a single second of the year. At all. I think that's on purpose. He's just I think he's through with Nike. Yeah. You think so? I heard, I've heard he's an Adidas kid. He was on the Adidas circuit as a youngster. So I would not yeah. be surprised if Adidas shows him the bag. But that's all, I'm, right. that's all I'm saying. So that's it for us, folks. I am going with the Tar Heels uh, of North Carolina against Michigan State in the final and uh, he's agreeing with me. He's got North Carolina as well, but he's got the Blue Blue Devils and Zion Williamson living to the hype, living to the number one consensus, number one overall. Either way, NCAA makes a be. lot of money in this one. Either way, if it's Duke, uh, no North doubt. Carolina, no or doubt. Michigan no State, they're 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 printing money at that point. North Carolina, Michigan State, uh, Duke, North Carolina, the ratings are going to yes, be skyrocketing. They're printing money Let's at go. that point. They can't, have, making... uh, they can't have a Buffalo in there to mess everything up. That would be cool. Right, right, right. Those are my NCAA picks, ladies and gentlemen. Make sure to put the house on Yale to beat LSU. I'm telling you, I feel really great about that, and I really do feel that Murray State, Morant, is going to go uh, go very far in this tournament, and it's hard to bet against Zion, ladies and gentlemen. It's really hard, although my guy Sebi picked Michigan State to beat him. They may be a better team as a team, right? More seniors and more together, but I believe talent will trump in the end, although that doesn't really apply to the NCAA tournament. That's like an NBA approach that I'm taking to this, to this tournament. And you know what? Duke has the most players everybody recognizes. I'm taking Duke. They're two to one. My sleeper bet, ladies and gentlemen, though, is UNC. I have them, as I said, UNC in the final. UNC at 12 to one is a great bet. UNC has already beat them twice. So round four, Duke and UNC. Folks, let's talk major league baseball the money is being handed out i talked about bryce harper last time he got the, that 330 million dollars 13 years over 330 and you know what mike trout just said i'm done with all that 12 years 430 million dollars wow bryce and philly have to be pissed why because bryce harper has one more year and less money no opt-outs it is what it is scott boris did the damn thing and at the time it was the richest contract in history right Unfortunately, Mike Trout said, "Now nah, you can't have opening day like that, my man. I'm taking over the headlines on opening day. He didn't even go two weeks without having the richest contract in MLB history. So Mike Trout, 12 years, $430 million. That'll put him, what, all the way through 39 years old? Dude's a beast. He may even have another three-year deal after that. Baseball is crazy like that. Mike Trout, best player in the game. And you know what? 12 years at $430 million. That may even be a bargain considering how good Mike Trout is. Mike Trout's worst season is as good as Bryce Harper's best season. This guy's the man. And I heard Colin Coward talking all that good stuff saying, what's the point of being rich and a famous athlete if nobody knows who you are? What? 
you, you give me $430 million. I get to live in Southern California and nobody knows who I am. That is the dream right there. He can walk around the mall and nobody will recognize him. He plays in Anaheim. He could go to the Bevy Center. He can go to he can go to any event at the Lakers. Nobody knows who he is, but he's balling like that. So uh, that's what matters in my opinion. He's living the dream. Big bank account. Under the radar. Shout out to Mike Trout. He's doing the damn thing. And once again, I talked about Bryce, but I got to talk about Philadelphia. They had to be pissed because there was a plan to pair Bryce and Mike Trout together. Remember, Mike Trout's a New Jersey guy, but he's a big Philadelphia Eagles guy. He loves the Philly sports teams. And unfortunately, that will not be happening for the Phillies in the future. Now, they're stuck with Bryce, but they're going to build around Bryce. So I think Philadelphia has a chance. They got the pieces. They're going to make a run this next decade. But wow, shout out to Artie Moreno. That's the owner. He paid like $200 million for the Angels, and he's out here paying $430 for Mike Trout. All good stuff. They're also looking for a new stadium as well, so this helps a lot in that process. They will find some land. They will build a beautiful stadium out in Orange County. For all the people who are don't go to Disneyland, they can go watch Mike Trout do the damn thing for 81 dates a year. So if I'm looking at this statistics right now, in Anaheim, Disneyland's got to be the number one revenue generator. The number two is Mike Trout. That's A person is almost caught up to Disneyland. That's a crazy. And the big winner in all this, besides Mike Trout and the Angels, is the California state. Because you got to pay a lot of taxes in this state, ladies and gentlemen. And man, they're looking at that contract and they are watering from the mouth. There may be, there may even be some foam coming out of the side of the cheeks there, ladies and gentlemen. In fact, I'm spitting all over, all over my keyboard right now because I'm that damn excited for the state of California. They're going to be collecting a lot of money from Mike Trout. But it is what it is. They could not let the big fish hit free agency, and they paid my man Mike Trout. And shout out to my Dodgers for uh, cutting back costs and thinking Mike Trout was going to be available. They, they, He's not available anymore, so they can go back to spending. I don't get it. The Dodgers are making money hand over fist. TV deal, they're cutting money right now. They traded my guy Puig. I'm still a little buttered about that. They need to make that. They need to get my guy Puig back, ladies and gentlemen. Okay, if they, they, there's no need to save money because there's not a big free agent. Arenado, locked up. Trout, locked up. Harper, locked up. So I don't know what the Dodgers are going to do. Back-to-back World Series. They got to make something happen. Let's talk about other things in baseball, right? There's still a lot of free agents. My guy, Dallas Keuchel, great Craig Kimbrell. They're still on the market. The, the season already started. We'll get to that in a second. It started in Japan. And then you got the legend Bartolo Colon. My guy, Bartolo Colon, needs to get a contract ASAP. The Dodgers have to consider it, okay? Bartolo Colon is the total package. He's amazing to watch. He's hilarious. He'll even hit home run or two here and there, man, because Bartolo Colon is an absolute legend in Major League Baseball. In my opinion... He's a first ballot Hall of Famer. Why? I don't know. It's for shits and giggles. He's an amazing human being. I can't believe he's still pitching. I think he pitched to Vladimir Guerrero Sr. and Vladimir Guerrero Jr., Fernando Tatis Sr. and Fernando Tatis Jr. We got to keep the chain going, ladies and gentlemen. Bartolo Colon, he played on the damn Expos, ladies and gentlemen. We got to keep that heat coming for Bartolo. So lots of free agents. I hope Kimbrough gets paid. I hope Keiko gets paid. I think the Braves are going to end up getting Keiko and Kimbrough closer to opening day. I can't wait to see what goes on with baseball. But look here, ladies and gentlemen, the A's and the Mariners, they were playing in Japan this week. They played two games that actually count. Okay, they're in Japan. It was the A's and the Mariners. Ichiro got a standing ovation. It was pretty funny. I don't know why these random games, they count. Okay, some team is one and one or two and oh, whatever. And they're going back to spring training. It doesn't make any sense. I get that baseball is trying to play these games. So why don't you just play them uh, opening weekend? in Japan. I guess for time, for for time changes and trying to fly people back, it is what it is. The baseball season is long enough as it is, right? 162 games and you're making these guys go to Japan. And of course you got the Yankees and the Red Sox. They are playing in London this year for some reason, because uh, they want to expand the game of baseball. So 
Cool. A-Rod's down for it. I'm down for it. So that's my baseball talk already. And uh, yeah, I'm picking the Dodgers to go to the World Series again because that's my team. It is what it is. Dodgers, Red Sox rematch. If not, Dodgers, Yankees. Print some money. Dodgers, Yankees. The, the Yankees are yoked. They're ready to go as well. So I can't wait to see who comes out of the AL. But of course, I'm, I'm favoring the Dodgers to come out of the NL once again. Braves aren't there yet. Phillies aren't there yet. The 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 NL West is nowhere need be. NL Central eh, maybe took a step back right now with all those teams. The Brewers didn't really improve. They got Yasmani Grandal. Folks, I'm wrapping it up on the baseball talk, okay? Okay, that's a lot of baseball talk. I, I hope I hold my weight in that baseball talk. Let's talk some NBA. Don't worry, folks. We're going to get to the NFL, and we're going to get to some fisticuffs at the end. But the Lakers, they're bad. LeBron is having a great year. If you look at his numbers, he's having LeBron-like numbers. He's putting up numbers similar to Kevin Durant, similar to Kawhi Leonard. He's doing the damn thing in the association. Unfortunately, they went to the Garden list this past weekend on a, on a matinee game, 9 a.m. local time, and LeBron got packed by Madison Square Garden legend Mario Hazonia. You got to remember, folks, Mario Hazonia walked over Giannis, and now he's packed LeBron with the game on the line. This guy is an absolute Garden legend. He deserves some sort of mural uh, in in, uh, in the Lower East Side or Upper West Side or whatever, however they coordinate that damn island in Manhattan. Mario Hazonia, the Croatian sensation, I don't know what's gone into him. The Orlando Magic, they gave up on him. And now Mario Hazonia is picking his spots and he's doing the damn thing in the garden. Shout out to Mario Hazonia. He's, uh, he, he, there needs to be his screensaver, ladies and gentlemen. His screensaver, his, his home screen needs to be the LeBron picture and the lock screen needs to be him walking over Giannis. He needs those in his memory at all times, okay? And I love Shannon Sharp, but he's out here saying Mario Hazonia is a top five pick. He's a beast. My man, the Magic let him go for nothing. They let him go for nothing. They couldn't even trade him. Mario Zonia ends up in New York. He's eating some Croatian food. He's meeting some beautiful women. He plays for the New York Knicks. Maybe that all has all affected him. I don't even know his numbers, ladies and gentlemen. He could be scoring eight points a game, but he's a garden legend in my opinion. He's an absolute beast. That's the greatest thing the Knicks have cheered for in a long time, okay? Get on the Mario Hazonia bandwagon before Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving go to New York. Mario Hazonia, who knows where I'll end up. Somebody will overpay for him. I'm calling Orlando. To, to overpay for him, or maybe even Phoenix. They look at him, they're like, wow, we, we'll give up on Dragon Bender. Let's get Mario Hazonia. And then, uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll see if D'Angelo Russell gets paid by Brooklyn. I think he'd be good for Phoenix as well. Back to the Lakers. They're really bad, ladies and gentlemen. They're tanking, and they might as well just sit LeBron the rest of the season, in my opinion. Just just give him load management all the way until next, next summer. Put him on load management until next year's media day. He doesn't even have to play the preseason, okay? Just, just wait. He's got to rest up. He's going to have plenty of time. He's going to travel. He may travel. He may produce another 17 shows. It is what it is. But look, the Lakers, they got to try and get into the top six. Anything is possible. They can end up with Zion Williamson. They can end up with Cam Reddish or Morant. It is what it is. It'd be hilarious if the Lakers end up with a better pick than New York Knicks. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, what's funny is the Lakers have lost the most in the last six seasons. They've lost more than the Knicks. They lost more than the Magic. They lost more than, I forgot the other team. They've been doing a lot of losing. The, 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 the Sixers already went through the process. The Lakers are still processing. And now if you look at the if you look at what the, Do uh, the, the Dodgers, if you look at what the Lakers could have, right, they could have had Lonzo Ball, D'Angelo Russell, Kuzma, Ingram, and Julius Randle. That could have been the core for the next 10 years. But, of course, Lakers fans are very impatient. And uh, the front office is proving that they're uh, not that great. Rob Palenka is trying to build relationships, rebuild relationships, rather, on the fly. Because, look. He's an agent. He was a killer in the streets. He's a beast in the sheets, probably. He looks like Rob Lowe, and he was out here getting money for Kobe and James Harden. So, of course, the GMs are not really going to like him right away. And, of course, GMs now feel, according to Stephen A. Smith, that they can 
They can take it. They can they can hose him. Look at the Ivaca Zubox from Mike Muscala deal. Okay, Jerry West pulled the pulled the wool out or whatever. I don't even know that saying. Okay, but Jerry West got Ivaca Zubox, three year guy. I know the Lakers weren't probably going to pay him, but he is starting on a playoff team and he's he's a beast right now. He's rebounding. He's scoring. They're running plays through him. Zubach looks like the real deal. He's bought into the Clippers system, right? And the Lakers are just a mess. Okay, half of that team is going to be gone. In fact, maybe 90% of that team is going to be gone. There may be some irreparable relationships, okay? Young kids, always in trade talks. I heard LeBron might have been traded. That's actually a thing I heard from another Twitter source. Uh, I say a Twitter source, but he's a legit Twitter source that they, that actually came up and Rich Paul had to do some damage control or else LeBron's going to get his ass shipped because he has a no trade clause. Send his ass to Detroit or Cleveland again. It'd be absolute comedy, ladies and gentlemen. He wouldn't even play. He'll just sit it out. He won't even do it. But back to the Lakers. I wouldn't be surprised if a panic trade comes, okay? This is almost the time where Rob Palenka's like, look, the hot seat is getting extra hot right now on my seat, okay? Luke Wallen's going to fall on the sword, and that's fine. But you know Magic isn't going to get fired. He's beloved. Do you see that smile? Do you see that swagger? Rob is going to be the next one to go if they if they do some panic trades or they sign horrible free agents. Remember, the Lakers staff wanted to keep Brooke Lopez and Julius Randle, and they said, no, 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 Jim Vail McGee, Lance Stevenson, Michael Beasley – are all better than than those two guys. So, and Contavious Caldwell Pope. They pay Contavious Caldwell Pope a lot of money. Clutch client Contavious Caldwell Pope. They could add Julius Randle, but it is what it is. I disagree with my guy Chris Henderson at Fantasy Sports Cave that Julius Randle wouldn't be popping, and I agree with him to an extent. Right, the Lakers don't develop players that well. Look at D'Angelo. Look at Randle in different places. Thomas Bryant is getting some good minutes out in Washington. What I'm afraid of is they get rid of Brandon Ingram. And he finally pops, right? He finally pops at his year three or year four. I don't know what year he's in, but he, he will pop eventually, right? You just give up on these guys way too quick. He's like 20, 21 years old. He, and if you saw all before his injury, those last 10, 20 games before his injury, he was a beast. He was out here getting buckets, distributing, iso ball, team ball. He was doing it all with, with a soda on the side. So I'm a big Brandon Ingram guy, but I, I could see a Damian Lillard panic trade, a Bradley Beal panic trade, a DeMar DeRozan panic trade. Rob Palenka is capable of these things, ladies and gentlemen. And you know what? That pressure will get to him. The Lakers fans were pretty rowdy. And uh, unfortunately, LeBron has not embraced the Lakers. He has embraced L.A. He's embraced Hollywood, but he hasn't embraced the Lakers. And there's a, two different crowds of the Laker game, right? There's Gucci Row, which is the Hollywood crowd. Those first two rows around the around the court is Gucci Row, right? There are celebrities, influencers, Instagram models, side chicks, wives, all that good stuff, right? But the rest of the arena... And the people watching on television, the Lakers fans know. Okay, they were booing this man a couple weeks ago. They were chanting Kobe a, a couple weeks ago. They know what the deal is. Laker fans are not dumb. Okay, that, that Gucci Rose stuff can only last for so long. And shout out to Rajon Rondo for sitting on the opposite side of the bench. He probably will not be back next year. So the Lakers, they got a retool. I hope they get Zion because they'll probably trade him. But look, no teams are going to want to trade make a trade with the Lakers right now because uh, you can't be strong-arming teams like that. You know Anthony Davis is going to go to a random place like Denver or Milwaukee or Orlando or Phoenix, one of those places. They're going to send him to the abyss, right? He's not going to send him to the Lakers. The Celtics won't happen because Kyrie is going to be out of there, and it's going to be interesting to see what happens with AD and the Lakers. Let's talk about the Clippers real quick, the other team in L.A. They're beasting right now. They're an 8 seed right now. As of this talk, the Raptors just beat the Thunder, so they are tied for eighth with Oklahoma City. Clippers have the tiebreaker, so they're the seventh seed. Pretty hilarious to watch that if uh, OKC falls all the way. I'll get to them in a second. But the Clippers are like two games out of fourth. The Clippers could have home court advantage right now, and they traded Tobias Harris, their best player, and they traded the GOAT, Boban. 
great coach, great team. I love how Docker was like, I'm not going to the Lakers. Do not bring that up to me, please. I am dedicated to the Clippers. And you know what? There's no way Steve Ballmer, a.k.a. Balls, and Jerry West is going to let that happen. He is. They, they, they would trade Zion probably for Doc Rivers, but Doc Rivers is building a winning culture. Everybody's bought in. The X factor that Doc Rivers has is he's a championship coach. He's one of the few coaches, probably the only coach available in the NBA, that can command the respect of LeBron James. I know Coach K is going to get an offer. I know John Calipari is going to get an offer. Bill Self will get an offer. Greg Popovich will get an offer. But look, I don't know if any of those guys will leave their positions. Although college is going to be changing pretty soon with the with the one and done rule going away. Coach Cal, I put my money on Calipari to leave if anybody was going to leave college. Coach K's got it made. He, he got his he's got his dictatorship at Duke, and he's running shit at an all time level. So that's all I got to say about that. Shout out to the Clippers. Hopefully you guys can get up to the four seed. I want the I want the Thunder Warriors matchup in the first round, ladies and gentlemen. The Warriors are going to be the one seed. They're cruising and they're still the one seed. Oklahoma City falling down to the eight seed would be absolute comedy. That is the must-see matchup. Russ and PG versus the Warriors in round one. Could there be an upset? I don't know. But Kevin Durant has not played the, the Thunder in a playoff series yet. So that would be something to see. He would have to spend some time in Oklahoma City as a visitor. Uh, I would love to see that, ladies and gentlemen. And uh, I would, I would obviously take the Warriors to sweep the Thunder. PG's dealing with a minor rotator cuff injury, and that's going to definitely affect him come playoff time. But I love me some playoff P. Other thing I want to see: Denver probably losing. Denver's a great regular season team, okay, but they run everything through one player, and usually that does not work in the playoffs. I can see a team like the Clippers, a team like the Jazz, a team like the Blazers. Heck, if, they, if Denver has to face Houston in the first round, that's a rappy rap. Houston has Denver's number. So that's a there's a good chance that Denver loses in the first round. There's going to be a good seven seed up in there, okay? it's uh, And it looks like they're going to have the second seed locked up. So a 2-7 matchup is going to be must-see TV. Denver is going to have to work for it in the first round. Other things I want to see, the Celtics getting swept by the Pacers. That would break Twitter. If you haven't been on Celtics Twitter yet, it's uh, hilarious. You say one thing about about the Celtics, you got eight people saying Kyrie Irving, 1997, and a Celtics fan for life, 23, are on you like white on rice saying, look at all the championships, playoffs don't matter. You know, it'd be hilarious. And then if you're if you're a Lakers fan, they talk about other sports. It's uh, truly a sight to see. Boston sports fans are one of a kind, and I cannot wait to see the Celtics get swept out of there by the Pacers. A better defensive team, and look, can Brad Stevens out-scheme teams? Absolutely. I can see the Celtics getting swept and losing in the first round. I can see him going to the Eastern Conference Finals. The Celtics are all over the place. They ride or die with Kyrie Irving. And look, Kyrie Irving is going to be up out of there. He's out of there come next year, okay? And I talked to some Celtics fans. They don't mind him leaving. They want the other guys to take over. They like Tatum. They like Brown. They like Scary Terry, Marcus Smart, all these guys. They want them to finally take over the team. Gordon Hayward's just there getting paid $31 million. They feel like he's a liability. But look, give him another year. And he could probably step into that role and be be somewhat of what he was in Utah. All-star level player, Gordon Haywood. Uh, uh, Haywood, right? Is it Haywood? Gordon Haywood. Yeah, Haywood. I almost say like Brennan Haywood. Remember Brennan Haywood, the baldy? Other things, Blake Griffin crushing it, crushing it in Detroit. I hope to see him play Toronto in a good series. That is definitely the NBA TV series right there as it stands. But shout out to Blake Griffin, man. NBA all-star level right now. It could be all NBA if he was on a better team. But look, nobody watches Detroit. You go from the L.A. to Detroit, you go from literally the best market to the worst market probably. And no offense to Detroit, but y'all know Detroit compared to L.A., it's, uh, man, it's heaven and hell right there. No other way to put it. Last thing I want to talk about the NFL, I'm sorry, the NBA, the last thing I will say is the Spurs will never die. The Spurs spent a total of 65 days under 500 in the past like 20 years. 
They are amazing. Greg Popovich always runs the well-oiled machine. They will. They are the Ric Flair of the NBA. They will never retire, and they will never die. doesn't matter who's on the squad. They're going to be in the playoffs. And right now, I think they're like a 4 seed right now. It's absolutely crazy. So shout out to the shout out to the San Antonio Spurs. Hope you guys make some noise. Kings of the mid-range, no threes. You guys are playing an old-school style. If this was 2011, they'd probably be the one seed. That's what the Spurs do. They don't, they're not going to change for anybody, okay? It's, uh, it is what it is. But a couple years ago, they, they were the highest three-point shooting team, and now that's not what they do. They have the mid-range god, DeMar DeRozan, mid-range god, post-up god, LaMarcus Aldridge. They got some guys around them, and they've been dealing with a lot of injuries this year. So we'll see how they will be come playoff time. We take a breath because that is all the NBA talk I have this week for you guys. Once again, thank you guys for listening to the Two Legit Show here on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Google Play, Stitcher, wherever you listen to audio experiences. Make sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel for exclusive content where I talk about a lot of different things, all the hot current events throughout the week that I don't get to on the podcast. Sometimes stuff, uh, sometimes stuff lasts 24 hours. You know the sports cycle. I talk a lot more boxing, a lot more MMA on the YouTube channel, as well as breaking news in all the major sports. I give my hottest of hot takes. But, folks, let's talk NFL. NFL free agency, it's gotten kind of crazy. Antonio Brown to the Raiders. I called it on IG. I called it on YouTube. I felt like this was the place to go for Antonio Brown. And what I was shocked about, that they gave my man a lot of money. They gave my man a whole lot of money, guys. Cannot believe it. We worked his contract. He's 31. But hey, you know what? They give Derek Carr a deep threat weapon. Shout out to Derek Carr. He's going to make it happen. Capping, okay? And I love how they rated the Khalil Mack trade. The bet, one of the best trades. It all depends who they draft with it, right? It all depends who they pick up in this year's draft. They got three draft picks. They can make a move. They can rebuild it. They can get a good left tackle. Maybe they go get a running back. Maybe they go get a corner. Who knows? What John Gruden. John Gruden is out here playing the Madden uh, franchise mode, just trying to see what works, right? He's just making things happen as they go. He obviously force traded that Antonio Brown trade. Madden won't let you do that Antonio Brown trade for a third and a fifth. So shout out to Oakland slash Las Vegas. They're making some noise before they move to Sin City. Odell Beckham traded to the Browns, man. Who knows what's going on in New York? The Giants, that GM, I feel like he's got a giant ego, right? Everyone's talking about how he doesn't want an ego bigger than his. Look, Odell Beckham is that dude. Now, I know he has been struggling to stay on the field the past two years. But look, Odell Beckham is still a top receiver. He's getting paid like crazy. But him with his LSU buddy, high school buddy, Jarvis Landry, he got Kareem Hunt, Nick Chubb, Duke Johnson in the back in the backfield. And, of course, you got uh, the Baker throwing Baker bombs everywhere. It's going to be a fun team, solid defense. Defense is what kept him in the games last year from what I remember. And it's going to be uh, very interesting to see how they play out in that schedule. I'm expecting a 9-7, and 10-6 and six season from the Cleveland Browns. And you know what's so funny is Cleveland may get a um, primetime game this upcoming season. You may have to do Ravens and Browns as a primetimer. The Steelers will still be in it even though they, they lost a lot of people. But, hey, you know what? Shout out to the Browns. They're doing the damn thing, and I hope they make the playoffs. I talked to my guy Showtime, Sean Porter. He's a big Cleveland Browns fan, WBC welterweight champion. He said, of course, over six and a half wins, and I agree with him. I'm seeing nine or ten. They may even surprise some people. The coach is going to be the question mark, right, as it always been with Cleveland, right? Hugh Brown. Ah! It's Hugh Brown, right? I feel like Hugh Jackson. Why did I say Hugh Brown? Cleveland Browns. Hugh Jackson. What can Brown do for you? Hugh Jackson, ah, he had to let go, bro. He had to get let go. Then you got Freddie Kitches in here who hasn't really held a high head coaching position or offensive coordinator position, right? So shout out to Freddie Kitches. I hope he's great. He's Baker's pick, and they make it happen, man. It'll be fun to see Cleveland, who doesn't really have much to cheer about right now, be in the news and make some noise. Deshaun Jackson, back with the Eagles. 
Good to see. Carson Wentz gets a new weapon. He can air out the ball, stretch the field. Good for DJX. He's back in the city of brotherly love. Le'Veon Bell to the Jets. A-plus move. They had the cap space. Le'Veon Bell took a year off, right? He's like a Rolls Royce or a Lamborghini that was in the garage for you with a cover, with no rain, no, not, a, not a lick of damage. This guy had, what, 400 touches in the last season he played? That's a lot of touches. That's four times as many touches as Odell Beckham. Le'Veon's going to get the ball a lot. He's going to relieve Sam Darnold of a lot of pressure. I love it. I think it's a great move for the Jets. They're going to make it happen. They'll make some noise. They'll probably get, what, seven, eight wins. That uh, division is going to be interesting to watch. But I, I love that move for the Jets. It, secure, it secures a weapon out of the backfield, running and catching and all that great stuff for Sam Darnold. That's what they had to do, ladies and gentlemen. So A-plus move by the New York Jets. One team, the Jets doing great. The Giants, uh, I don't know what's going on. I feel bad for Saquon Barkley. They're going to run his ass into the ground next year because Eli Manning, I don't know why they believe in Eli Manning. The guy's 39. They feel like this guy is still 29, but it is what it is. Let's talk about another old quarterback, Super Bowl winning quarterback, Joe Flacco. This man's on the Broncos because John Elway loves big white quarterbacks. There's nothing else to say about that, okay? They feel like Joe Flacco is entering his prime. I don't know what else to say about that. I'm going to leave that as is. John Elway believes that Joe Flacco is entering his prime. That's all I got to say about that, ladies and gentlemen. And uh, you can make a direct, you can you can make a case that John Elway and Magic Johnson are the same people. I'll let you decipher that. Do you think Elway and Magic are the same? Elway for the Broncos and Magic for the Lakers? Big smile, award-winning guy, and uh, look, just uh, just wasting. They had uh, the Von Miller still out there getting paid, not really doing much, though, for Denver. And, man, they're in a tough, tough division with Kansas City's going to be back. The Chargers are going to be back. The Raiders are going to make noise. Denver, man, they're going to be on the outside looking in for at least this year and probably next year because Kansas City isn't going to go isn't going anywhere with uh, isn't leaving anywhere with Mahomes at the helm and all those weapons. Tyreek Hill is going to have to answer for breaking that kid's arm, but the, the Chiefs will be there. They could just sign Tyron Matthew as well. Chargers will be there, and of course the Raiders are going to be there because they got their weapons. And with Vegas coming, some new money coming in. Who I can't wait to see what goes on in the AFC West. It's going to be crazy. Other news: Kyler Murray. He's definitely going to the Dolphins, ladies and gentlemen. Not the Dolphins. That's uh, Ryan Fitzmagic. Ryan Fitzmagic is going to the Dolphins. He's played for every team in the AFC East. Shout out to Ryan Fitzpatrick getting that money, doing the damn thing. He keeps bouncing around. He's the hottest free agent every year. But back to Kyler Murray. He's going to the Cardinals, ladies and gentlemen. He is, he is locked down. They keep meeting with this guy. Cliff Kingsbury loves him. He's an exciting guy. The owner wants a quick turnaround. Why not get a dynamic, running, throwing dude by the name of Kyler Murray, right? This guy is uh, – is, is, did he win the Heisman? Yes, he did win the Heisman. He's electric, right? Take a risk on this guy. They fucked up Josh, Josh Rosen's tr trade stock right now. He'll end up with the Patriots probably. It is what it is. You know, what else can I say? Blake Bortles went to the Rams, so Rosen won't go to the Rams. But look, this is like the scene in uh, in Straight Outta Compton where Easy e is eating with the manager and then Ice Cube shows up and like, wow, this is some good water and this is some good bread. I'll let y'all carry on. Oh, this is just talking. That's exactly what happened. Okay, they knew what the deal was. Kyler Murray's easy, and they feel like he's the no, he's the new golden goose. And Josh Rosen is on the outside looking in. I don't know what else to say. I wish Josh Rosen the best. I think the best place for him to land is the L.A. Chargers to learn from Philip Rivers. Maybe he ends up in New Orleans. I think Teddy Bridgewater. Where did Teddy Bridgewater go? Did he resign with New Orleans? I'm not sure about that, but I would like Josh Rosen to go there somewhere where he could learn for a couple of years. Hey, maybe even Green Bay because he got a lot of comparisons to the god Aaron Rodgers. That is my NFL talk. Let's wrap it up, ladies and gentlemen, with some boxing. Yes, I only talk about boxing on the main show if it's a big fight. And, boy, it was a pay-per-view fight. It went down this Saturday night live at Dallas Cowboy Stadium where the local boy, Harold Spence Jr., 
versus the Mexican-American Mikey Garcia for Spence's welterweight championship of the world. And boy, nobody thought this fight was going to sell as much as it did. $47,000 in $47,000, 47,000 people in Jerry world. All the celebs were out. All the football players were out. Jerry Jones was ringside doing the damn thing. And he was talking about how great it was for Odell Beckham to get out of the, out of the division, right? Out of his conference, rather. He went to the AFC. So Jerry Jones was super happy about that. And he still talks about how Dallas is the premier destination for NFL players. We'll leave that as is. But back to the fight. Errol Spence proved once again, he's a bad motherfucker, right? There's no other way to put it. He may have shown that he is the best welterweight on the planet. He worked Mikey Garcia like a part-time job. I had him winning 11 rounds out of the fight. And I thought he was going to stop Errol Spence. I wrote for Fantasy Sports Cave in my blog that Errol Spence was going to stop Mikey Garcia in about eight rounds. And in the eighth round, they almost did it, man. He was taking a lot of punishment. Mikey Garcia, for people who don't know, was moving up two weight classes. Gained a lot of weight for this fight because nobody had the balls to fight Errol Spence Jr. Mike Garcia, he's got giant Mexican huevos rancheros, okay? Errol Spence just beat him up, man. It was a, it was brutal. It was a, it was a, it was almost boring to say the least, right? Because it was so dominant. It was very dominant, but not like Mayweather dominant. Spence came out here threw a ton of punches, threw over a thousand punches, landed anything at will, right? He had a, a jab, straight right, loopy right. Body shots. He uh, and he really turned it up the second half of the fight, which is what Errol is known for. He's a slow starter, and he turned it up. And for what's next for Errol Spence, I think it's going to be Showtime Sean Porter. I really feel like Manny Pacquiao. Although he came into the ring, he took selfies with everybody. I feel like Manny Pacquiao and Flameweather two is going to happen. May Pack two happening sooner than you think. Showtime. It's got to make some money, man. They got to pay Wilder's new deal, and they got to pay Tank. They got to pay a lot of guys for Showtime Championship Boxing. So I expect Mayweather Pacquiao too. To happen in the near future, and I expect Danny Garcia to win his fight in April and face Keith Thurman for that belt. So that's uh, that's what I feel like is going to happen. Spence Porter, Thurman Garcia, and Mayweather Pacquiao. And for Mikey Garcia, I hope he goes back. He goes back down to 135. Although he's talking about staying at that weight class, my man. I love you. I think you're a great fighter. You got balls of steel and sex appeal. You're the man of the hour, and you're too sweet to be sour. But Mike Garcia, you got to go back to 135. That is your best weight. That's where you can dominate. And I would love to see you fight Vasily. Lomachenko. Make that fight happen. We got to make a trade happen. One Errol Spence, Bud Crawford pay-per-view, and another Mikey Garcia, Lomachenko pay-per-view. Got to make that stuff happen, folks. And uh, that's all I got to say about boxing. And that will wrap up today's show. I want to thank everybody for listening to the Two Legit Show here on episode number 37 on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Google Play. Make sure to like and subscribe, leave a rating, leave a comment. And I want to hear you some fan questions and some feedback on the show. Thank you guys for your patience. We are coming back every week with some bonus episodes. You can catch me everywhere on social media. Well, the show at Too Legit Show. You can find me at Mr. Alex Fernandez, Mr. Alex Fernandez, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. That's where you'll find me. I'm also ha- I'm also featured on an MMA podcast every Friday on Fantasy Sports Cave, and I also do some NBA talk for Fantasy Sports Cave as well. So your boy is blowing up. He's going on different platforms. He's going to the Golden Boy Show tomorrow as well. So I'll be up in there watching March Madness. And I'll be watching some live boxing. Shout out to Golden Boy Promotions for letting your boy in the building to interview some fighters. And we are building a beautiful relationship as well. So shout out to Oscar, Gabe, and all those guys. Shout out to Gio Garcia, Fantasy Sports Cave. Two legit shows blowing up, ladies and gentlemen. I'm blowing up. I can't thank you all enough for watching and listening to the content. Because without you guys, I would not be here. And once again, have an awesome Super Bowl. It's not Super Bowl. Have an awesome March Madness weekend. I hope you place a lot of bets. I hope there's a lot of upsets because I love some chaos. Although it's a very top-heavy March Madness, I expect a lot of fun stuff. And you know what? I would love to see a 14 seed make it all the way. I believe a seven seed or lower 
has made it to the to the Sweet 16 the past six years. So expect a low seed. My low seed would be Murray State or Yale, one of those guys. Buffalo's a six seed, so it wouldn't count. So uh, watch out for those guys. Once again, I'm rambling, and I'm Alex Fernandez. Make sure to subscribe, like, all that stuff, man. I got to keep plugging myself, at Mr. Alex Fernandez. Let's drop the beat, Oscar, because uh, Oscar, Eduardo, I don't even know. who's my. What's my sister's name?